This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to a special Blood Red podcast with myself, Matt Addison here. I think there's only only one player in Portugal that scored more headed goals than him this season, which is really, really interesting because that's a, a huge part of, of what Sadio Mane and, and Diogo Jota have brought to Liverpool that maybe fans wouldn't have expected. I think that could be very, very similar in terms of, of Diaz as well. I mean, in terms of the goals, is there a kind of typical Luis Diaz goal? I'm sure you know, Liverpool fans will have been watching the, the long range ones or the one against Manchester City where he dribbles past five players and, and puts it in. Yeah. Is, is there a typical Luis Diaz goal or, or is it more a case that he's quite a rounded player in that regard? Yeah, well, first of all, I'd say his goals, the percentage shots of, of his goals, which are spectacular goals, are, uh, it's absolutely incredible. It's not like a player like him. I mean, I'm sure you've seen all the highlight reels out. I mean, just look at Copa America, isn't he? I think he scored four, didn't he? And almost every one was, you know, more spectacular than the previous one. And here in Portugal as well, <clears throat> he does tend to score a lot of really incredible goals. You'd say, you know, a normal player maybe score one of those or two of those a, a season or maybe even in a career for some of them. But it kind of makes them his his stock in trade. As for his, yeah, as for, I think there is a a, a, um, a goal which myself as a sporting fan uh, actually had the displeasure of watching it live. Him scored his exact goal at Sporting earlier in the season. A uh, very big game, of course, here. It's Porto are losing one deal. He got the equaliser with an absolutely brilliant goal. And it's quite a typical one of his where he picks up the ball on the left, you know, towards the left flank, cuts inside, top of the box, and just curls it in to the far corner with his uh, with his right foot. Absolutely super goal. He scored that. And I think you've probably seen an absolutely identical goal he scored recently i think it was against uh, victoria de Guimarães. not too sure but it was that it was porto game at home and the the camera angle for that goal uh you can actually see it on the porto website it's just absolutely incredible it's one of the best filmed goals you'll ever see because uh you can just see him cutting inside you know running towards the defender defenders correctly positioned you know kind of backtracking but keeping quite close to him not giving him too much space but just enough space for him to skip past him, cut back towards the top of the box and then just lever it. <laughs> and it just went literally like an arrow right into the top corner and the camera's right behind. So you just see this incredible shot, the goalkeeper. And then one thing about that goal, it's just, you know, a thing of absolute beauty. And you have a look at the reaction of the Victoria, the Gimmerange. I think it was the Gimmerange, where anyway, they're, they're defenders. And they just kind of, you know, just slump, put their arms next to their sides and they just kind of, you know, what can you do about that? Can't do anything. So, yeah, it's a little bit like, uh, of course, Robin, isn't it? Famously, Aaron Robin, who everyone knew what he'd do, but he didn't really help defenders, did it? He, he still couldn't stop him. And uh, I'd say that's a little bit like these goals with, with Diaz. You know, you, you know that when he picks, picks it up and starts running at, at you down that left flank, there's always a chance he's going to cut inside and shoot, but you know, knowing that he's going to do that is one thing. Stopping him doing it is another thing. In terms of him being at this level and, and consistent then, is that just something that you've seen this season or, or was it sort of a longer period than that? I'm interested to sort of see how how quickly Liverpool have decided that this is his level when maybe for sort of four or five years with other players, they might have looked and, and then moved. It, it kind of seems quite quick for Liverpool to have made this decision on him. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a good question, and I think it's uh, it's absolutely this season, Matt. It's absolutely his. He was a kind of player, you know, he's been in Portugal for two or three years now, but he wasn't even last season. He wasn't even guaranteed starter for Porto. You know, Porto obviously they're always a very strong team, got a very good squad, full of talented players, but you know, he was. Uh, he, he wasn't a guaranteed starter. He started most matches, and if he didn't start, he always came off the bench. And, you know, he was still considered, and you could see he was one of their best players. But he wasn't an absolute, uh, you know, nailed-on starter. This season, I think since Copa America, I think that must have given him such a boost in confidence. You know, he was top scorer at that tournament uh, alongside Messi. So, you know, imagine what that does to your confidence. And, uh, and he came back, and he was just... Uh, He's, you know, whereas in previous seasons, you'd look at him and maybe every three or four or five games, you'd do some incredible piece of skill or incredible run or score a brilliant goal. And you'd say, look at that, it's amazing. Instead of doing that, you know, every three or four games or maybe four or five games in previous season, this season has been doing it virtually every, every game. You know, I, I lose count of the amount of man of the match awards he's won. But... Uh, you know, he's, he's basically been Porto's and Port, Port, the best player in Portugal, hands down. No one really argues with that. And so, yeah, and it's it's interesting because, I don't know, I suppose the ability was always there. You know, I suppose it's just another illustration that confidence is such a huge thing in this in this game because uh, he really does look like a, 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 sim, a different player this season. Not different in that he's doing things that he didn't seem capable of uh, different in that is just doing them consistently, you know, every game. So, so yeah, you know, this season, I, I'm sure if, uh, you know, Klopp or the Liverpool scouting team had their eyes on him and they're probably, you know, had him down as one to watch. So, so yeah, I, like I say, I think he's been so good this season. They realised that he's not a kind of streaky player. And when Tottenham came in for him, they, they obviously realised they, you know, they couldn't let him escape. You mentioned Messi and obviously matching him in terms of, of at the tournament in, in South America. And obviously, I, I've seen comparisons as well with Cristiano Ronaldo, the Colombian Ronaldo, that kind of thing. Is there is there a comparison that you'd make? Is is the Ronaldo thing purely he plays on the wing and plays in Portugal and, and that's kind of where that comes from? Or is there an, an element of truth in that? <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really compare him to Ronaldo. Yeah, I think that's that's probably you know must be the Portuguese connection. How many people? How many times have we had the new Ronaldo? It must be about two hundred of them around there. Yeah, it's very much his own play. I was actually asked this yesterday: Who does he remind you of? And I quite, I couldn't really. It's quite difficult. I, I really can't. Uh, I couldn't put my finger on one player. You know, well-known player. I think because of that signature goal thing, I'd say quite similar to Robin, although, of course, he does it on the other side. Uh, Robin used to be in the right, then he'd come in, cut in and hit, uh, shoot with his left foot, whereas uh, Diaz is, is the opposite to that on the opposite flank. So that, that's quite similar. But even his style, you know, he's quite... Uh, in, I think he's quite... In some ways, he's quite languid. I always used to think of him in previous seasons as well. As you look at him as quite languid uh, kind of player. But then at the other... On the other hand, he can just be absolutely electric, you know, and those two things, they, they, they're kind of almost opposite adjectives, aren't they? But uh, you can, uh, it's just really such an exciting player. I think he's a bit, he's a bit of a one-off, uh, you know, he's just so, I think he's just really so uh, supple. His body is so supple, he just manages to uh, go ghost past players so far. It's this, this game against Estoril, 
really was a bit of an eye opener uh, two or three uh, two or three weeks ago because he just uh, the way he just set up those goals he just ghosted past the players with such ease and uh, and yeah it's just you know it's, it's a pleasure to, it's a pleasure to watch it's going to be interesting actually to see uh, you know I suppose obviously he will be you know Liverpool haven't got a kind of lack of forwards have they. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how he's used by by Klopp because definitely good enough, I think, to play, you know, in the Premier League straight away. But you know, that's a pretty established front line, isn't it? Liverpool have got, you know, <laughs> don't, can't see any of those players. Uh, you know, here in Portugal, we talk quite a lot about Jota and him having to be a bit patient. You know, probably any other team in the Premier League, he'd start every game, play ninety minutes every game, and now all of a sudden you. Yeah, it's going to be another player to, to kind of try and fit into that starting lineup. Yeah, it's a hugely exciting transfer. If it does come off, obviously, at the time of recording, the deal isn't yet done. But we will, of course, keep you updated across the Liverpool Echo, Liverpool.com and Blood Red as soon as we have any more details. We did a special reaction podcast as well with our Liverpool correspondent, Paul Gorst, earlier on. If you missed that, you can find it in exactly the same place that you found this show. Diaz is, of course, set to play for Colombia on Friday night as well as they take on Peru. We're recording this show before that, so if you are listening after that's why we haven't mentioned it but for now my thanks to Tom for joining me and to you at home for listening as well it might well be the right time to get excited about Luis Diaz because uh, even though even though it's a fee which Porto fans especially and I think most onlookers here in Portugal think that uh, you know it's, it's 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 too cheap basically Liverpool have got a good end of the deal uh, you know it's still a lot of money isn't it it's still a lot of money which is going to uh, you know, which is going to help solve their problems. Yeah, no, that that certainly makes sense. And I'm sure a, a lot of people would have been sort of wondering whether that was going to be a, a good fee, a bad fee. But I th- certainly think that sort of explains it a, a lot more. In terms of his sort of adaptation to, to English football and, and the Premier League, though, do you think he's he's well-suited? Is he kind of physically robust enough to, to come into the Premier League? Or will that take it a little bit of time, do you think, to, to mm. adapt to that? Yeah, I'm sure that would be no problem at all. I mean, this I think it's a little bit of a fallacy, Matt, yeah, that a lot of people think that the Portuguese league is you know, a very technical league, uh, not very physical, and players, you know, going into this kind of rough and tumble of the of the Premier League will struggle to adapt. But I think you just have a look at, you know, some of the recent players who have gone into the Portuguese league from, oh, sorry, have gone into the English league. From Portugal and they really don't have much trouble to adapt at all I think Portuguese football is a bit more physical than people realize and uh, and he himself is a uh, you know he's he's a I'd say that's one of his strengths is you look at him he doesn't seem to be kind of you know tremendously well built but he is very strong uh, physically and he's not he's not afraid of being uh, you know kind of getting stuck in and uh, it's quite interesting, actually. This, you know, he's, he's basically a winger or wide player, but like I said, his his goal scoring this season has really kind of gone through the roof, and he scored quite a few goals, maybe two, three, four goals. I don't know. Uh, really, just using his strength and even headers, he scored I think two or three headers. You know, almost like a, a traditional centre forward. You know, where he's competing against a centre back, big uh, burly centre back, and he gets his head on the ball, knocks it into the net. So. Yeah, I don't think he'll, I don't think, uh, you know, the physicality would be a problem at all.
The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I think there's only only one player in Portugal that scored more headed goals than him this season, which is really, really interesting because that's a, a huge part of, of what Sadio Mane and, and Diogo Jota have brought to Liverpool that maybe fans mm-hmm. wouldn't have expected. I think that could be very, very similar in terms of, of Diaz as well. I mean, in terms of the goals, is there a kind of typical Luis Diaz goal? I'm sure you know Liverpool fans would have been watching the, the long-range ones or the one against Manchester City where he dribbles past five players and, and puts it in. Yeah. Is, is there a typical Luis Diaz goal or, or is it more a case that he's quite a rounded player in that regard? Yeah, well, first of all, I'd say his goals, the percentage shots of, of his goals, which are spectacular goals, <laughs> uh, is absolutely incredible. It's not like a player like him. I mean, I'm sure you've seen all the highlight reels now. I mean, just look at Copa America, isn't he? I think he scored four, didn't he? And almost every one was, you know, more spectacular than the previous one. And here in Portugal as well, <laughs> he does tend to score a lot of really incredible goals. Like you'd say, you know, a normal player would maybe score one of those or two of those a, a season or maybe even in a career for some of them. But he kind of makes them his his stock in trade. As for his, yeah, as for, I think there is a a, a, um, a goal which myself as a sporting fan uh, actually had the displeasure of watching it live. Him scored his exact goal at Sporting earlier in the season. A uh, very big game, of course, here. It's Porto are losing one deal. He got the equaliser with an absolutely brilliant goal. And it's quite a typical one of his where he picks up the ball on the left, you know, towards the left flank, cuts inside, top of the box, and just curls it in to the far corner with his uh, with his right foot. Absolutely superb goal. He scored that. And I think you've probably seen an absolutely identical goal he scored Recently, I think it was against uh, Victoria de Guimarães. Not too sure, but it was at, it was Porto game at home, and the the camera angle for that goal, uh, you can actually see it on the Porto website. It's just absolutely incredible. It's one of the best filmed goals you'll ever see because uh, you can just see him cutting inside, you know, running towards the defender. Defenders correctly positioned, you know, kind of backtracking but keeping quite close to him, not giving him too much space, but just enough space him to skip past him cut back towards the top of the box and then just lever it <laughs> and it just went literally like an arrow right into the top corner and the camera's right behind so you just see this incredible shot the goalkeeper and then one thing about that goal it's just you know a thing of absolute beauty and you have a look at the reaction of the victoria the Gimmerang. i think it was the Gimmerang, where they're their defenders and they just kind of, you know, just slump, put their arms next to their sides and they just kind of, you know, what can you do about that? Can't do anything. So, yeah, it's a little bit like, uh, of course, Robin, isn't it? Famously, Aaron Robin, who everyone knew what he'd do, but he didn't really help defenders, did it? He still couldn't stop him. And I'd say that's a little bit like these goals with, with Diaz. You know, you, you know that when he picks, picks it up and starts running that, at you down that left flank, there's always a chance he's going to cut inside and shoot, but... You know, knowing that he's going to do that is one thing. Stopping him doing it is another thing. In terms of him being at this level and, and consistent then, is that just something that you've seen this season or, or was it sort of a longer period than that? I'm interested to sort of see how how quickly Liverpool have decided that this is his level when maybe for sort of four or five years with other players, they might have looked and, and then moved. It, it kind of seems quite quick for Liverpool to have made this decision on him. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question, and I think it's uh, it's absolutely this season, Matt. It's absolutely his. He was a kind of player 
you know, has been in Portugal for two or three years now, but he wasn't even last season, he wasn't even guaranteed starter for Porto. You know, Porto, obviously, they're always a very strong team, got a very good squad full of talented players. But, you know, he was, uh, he, he wasn't a guaranteed starter. He started most matches and if he didn't start, he always came off the bench and, you know, he was still considered and you could see he was one of their best players, but he wasn't an absolute, uh, you know, nailed on starter this season. I think since Copper America, I think that must have given him such a boost in confidence. You know, his top scorer at that tournament uh, alongside Messi. So, you know, imagine what that does to your confidence. And uh, and he came back and he was just, uh, he's, you know, whereas in previous seasons, you'd look at him and maybe every three or four or five games, you'd do some incredible piece of skill or incredible run or score a brilliant goal. And you'd say, look at that, it's amazing. Instead of doing that, you know, every three or four games or maybe four or five games in previous season, this season has been doing it virtually every, every game. You know, I, I lose count of the amount of man of the match awards he's won. But, uh, you know, he's, he's basically been Porto's and Port, Port, the best player in Portugal, hands down. No one really argues with that. And so, yeah, and it's it's interesting because, I don't know, I suppose the ability was always there. You know, I suppose it's just another illustration that confidence is such a huge thing in this in this game because uh, he really does look like a, 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 sim, a different player this season. Not different in that he's doing things that he didn't seem capable of. Uh, different in that he's just doing them consistently, you know, every game. So, so yeah, you know, this season, I, I'm sure if... Uh, you know, Klopp or the Liverpool scouting team had their eyes on him and they're probably, you know, had him down as one to watch. So, so yeah, I, like I say, I think he's been so good this season. They realised that he's not a kind of streaky player. And when Tottenham came in for him, they, they obviously realised they, you know, they couldn't let him escape. You mentioned Messi and obviously matching him in terms of, of at the tournament in, in South America. And obviously I've seen comparisons as well with Cristiano Ronaldo, the Colombian Ronaldo, that kind of thing. Is there is there a comparison that you'd make? Is is the Ronaldo thing purely he plays on the wing and plays in Portugal and, and that's kind of where that comes from? Or is there an, an element of truth in that? Yeah, I wouldn't really I wouldn't really compare him to Ronaldo. Yeah, I think that's that's probably, you know, must be the Portuguese connection. How many people, how many times have we had the new Ronaldo? And it's be about 200 of them around there. Yeah, it's very much his own play. I was actually asked this yesterday, who does he remind you of? And I quite, I couldn't really, it's quite difficult. I, I really can't, uh, I couldn't put my finger on one player, you know, well-known player. I think because of that signature goal thing, I'd say quite similar to Robin, although of course he does it on the other side. Uh, Robin used to be in the right, then he come in, cut in and, uh, shoot with his left foot, whereas uh, Diaz is, is the opposite to that on the opposite flank. So that that's quite similar. But even his style, you know, he's quite. Uh, in, I think he's quite. In some ways, he's quite languid. I always used to think of him in previous seasons as well. As you look at him, he's quite languid uh, kind of player. But then, at the other, on the other hand, he can just be absolutely electric. You know, and those two things they they they're kind of almost opposite adjectives, aren't they? But uh, you can, uh, it's just really such an exciting player. I think he's a bit, he's a bit of a one-off, uh, you know, he's just so, I think he's just really so uh, supple. His body is so supple. He just manages to uh, go ghost past players so far. So this this game against Estoril really was a bit of an eye-opener uh, two, uh, two or three weeks ago because he just, uh, the way he just 
set up those goals. He just ghosted past the players with such ease. And uh, and yeah, it's just you know it's, it's, it's a pleasure to it's a pleasure to watch. It's going to be interesting actually to see. Uh, you know, I suppose obviously he will be. You know, Liverpool haven't got a kind of lack of forwards, have they? It's going to be interesting to see. You know how he's used by by Klopp because definitely good enough, I think, to play. You know, in the Premier League straight away. But you know that's. Uh, Pretty established front line, isn't it? Liverpool have got you know, <laughs> that can't see any of those players. Uh, you know, here in Portugal, we talk quite a lot about Jota and him having to be a bit patient. You know, probably any other team in the Premier League, he'd start every game, play 90 minutes every game, and now all of a sudden, you yeah, it's going to be another player to, to kind of try and fit into that starting lineup. Yeah, it's a hugely exciting transfer. If it does come off, obviously, at the time of recording, the deal isn't yet done. But we will, of course, keep you updated across the Liverpool Echo, liverpool.com and Blood Red as soon as we have any more details. We did a special reaction podcast as well with our Liverpool correspondent, Paul Ghost, earlier on. If you missed that, you can find it in exactly the same place that you found this show. Diaz is, of course, set to play for Colombia on Friday night as well as they take on Peru. We're recording this show before that, so if you are listening afterwards, that's why we haven't mentioned it. But for now, my thanks to Tom for joining me and to you at home for listening as well. It might well be the right time to get excited about Luis Diaz. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.